Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. I'm over here in Quito, Ecuador, just arrived last night, traveling around South America. And I have the pleasure of interviewing Mark Downey, who is actually the creator and founder of Lucid Images Photography and Galleries. Uh, if you are just listening to this on iTunes, make sure you watch the video version because you can actually see a lot of Mark's beautiful artwork behind him in the video version of this interview. Um, so I'm going to be interviewing Mark about his uh, photography, about his business, about his travels, and much more. So to start off with, Mark, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better, if you want to share a little bit more about yourself and your background. Uh, sure, sure. I'm happy to. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate uh, uh, inviting me to the show. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm just uh, fortunate to do what I love to do. Uh, got into this about 30 years ago. I was uh, second career. First career was a martial arts instructor and uh, decided I liked freezing moments in time. I did a lot of work with uh, news work, uh, including Time Magazine, and then now I do travel work uh, for the last uh, several years, decade or so. Uh, just get to do what I love, uh, very grateful for that. So, um, but if you want some specifics, I'm happy to. It's been, a, it's been a fortunate career. I've been very, very blessed. Awesome. We'll definitely get into more specifics. So um, before we get into photography, I'd love to hear more about your travels. So uh, you're based in the U.S., but you've traveled around the world. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the different countries and continents you've uh, visited and some of your favorites. Right. Sure. Happy to. Uh, well, I've been, uh, you know, I've covered about half the world. Uh, have a lot of favorites uh, on different continents. Um, I guess uh, I could take the favorites per continent, but uh, uh, I like Myanmar. I did a couple books on Myanmar, travel books, photo books. Uh, I like the uh, uh, Philippines. I like Cuba. I like Argentina. I mean, these are all for different reasons. I like some of the. Uh, oh, I like some of the. Uh, uh, island nations as well. So, you know, I've got several, uh, many favorites. Uh, and uh, I've got about several, several countries that I've yet to visit that I, that I'd like to. So we'll see what happens there. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I've, uh, there's so many, uh, so many wonderful spots in the world. And, and, uh, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to choose a, a favorite or even five favorites for that matter. But, but I, I've covered every country in Asia, so Asia's uh, done a lot more work in Asia than I have uh, the other continents. But uh, but I love the other continents too. I love them all. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, hard to pick a favorite. It's kind of like uh, someone saying, "What is your favorite child?" or uh, you know, a favorite yeah. uh, you know like something that's uh, hard to pick. And with, with us, it's almost like the next country is our favorite. So uh, right now we're in Ecuador. We're in. Right. Was my favorite. Now Ecuador is my favorite, and then Peru will be my favorite. And right. Well, you know, you know, I wore this hat, Ricky, uh, especially for you. I just got this in Quito about uh, two or two months ago. I was had the good fortune to travel around Ecuador. So uh, just in honor of you, uh, I wore a wore a hat I was able to acquire there. So it's not. It's uh, well, I'm definitely honored indeed uh, that you're wearing the Quito hat. I wish I had one myself. Uh, um, I'm, we're traveling light, so don't have any hats. Uh, the kids have some baseball caps and all, but uh, 
Uh, we had some hats when we were in the safari safari in Africa, but we decided to let those go. And now that we're in Quito, who knows? We might end up buying one. Uh, what what did you know about your photography, uh, Mark? Uh, so when did you start your photography? And uh, tell us a little bit more about your career as a professional travel photographer. Sure, sure. Uh, well, my career's evolved a bit. Uh, you know, martial arts, uh, I, uh, I got interested when uh, a photographer went with us to the tournaments, and then I, I loved freezing moments in time, so that was in news. Uh, you know, I got into news photography, and then uh, um, I transitioned into cultures. I, I was fascinated by the cultures of the world and wanted to, to be able to promote some understanding within, uh, you know, the... Uh, the different cultures and how uh, the differences and the commonalities that we all share. So uh, that was a, that was an interest. So when I do travel work, you know, I do focus on the people who live there. That's really important to me. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's a primary focus. Uh, even if the story is about a, a, a beautiful location, uh, I always I always uh, highlight the people that live there. Uh, generally speaking, um, I mean Galapagos might be an exception, you know, where the animals were were a focus. But but generally speaking, you know, I I, I love to cover the cultures of the world, and uh, I'm interested in other people's lives, and um, and so uh, that's one of the gifts, you know, to be able to to document that. Yeah, definitely. People is uh, the, uh, the highlight for us uh, when we're traveling. We can see amazing sights. Uh, you know, uh, meet, meet and connect with the animals of the world. But really, it's the people that leave the lasting impressions in our heart, soul, and memories. So uh, tell us about photography in terms of uh, people who want to travel and take better pictures. Um, any tips or advice you would give them in terms of the, what camera to bring, how to, how to take better pictures, etc.? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, we could certainly do a whole segment on that. I, Ricky, you know, that's... You know the technical part of photographing people is is uh, really uh, the smaller part of it. First, you need to gain their trust, and you know uh, cameras are uh, a bit imposing. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into that. You have to to you know I, I've developed uh, developed over time uh, a way of uh, being as uh, non-threatening as possible uh, in terms of uh, having that this uh, camera and allowing that for them to allow me into their lives I mean that's that uh, takes a little bit of uh, uh, practice you know where you're approaching people and how you approach them and you know how much you respect you give them uh, so that makes a big difference uh, in terms of the kind of images that you're going to be able to capture you know whether it's a really genuine uh, exchange where you really get an understanding of what that uh, what that person, uh, who who or he or she is, uh, which is important in my work. You know, I want to get you know as much authenticity as I possibly can. So that requires a, a mutual respect. Uh, it also requires a you know a trust, um, and um, developing that trust in a short period of time is uh, is a bit of an art form in itself, if that makes sense. So uh, so that over the years, you know, I've uh, come accustomed to to uh, to approaching people and uh, in a very uh, um, a very I suppose passive way you know I never really thought of it that way but 
but the camera can be intrusive. So I'm very highly keenly aware of, of, of that, especially in a, uh, a moment that's very personal, like a spiritual religious moment. You know, I've, uh, I've done some of the, some, some work with, uh, religions of the world as well, um, especially as they relate to culture and travel. Um, and so allowing me into to their lives during a very, uh, a very personal moment is, is also, a, um, you know, can be a challenge if you're not, um, if you're not uh, ready for it, I suppose. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah, it's, de it's uh, definitely difficult to uh, approach people and uh, point a camera at them and uh, take a picture. So what do you say? And especially there's a language barrier, right? Like, I mean, uh, here in South America, they're all Spanish, except for obviously Brazil, Portuguese, and then Asia, different uh, languages, Africa, different languages. So what do you do in terms of um, uh, communicating with them? Do you just kind of do a body language? Do you vocalize it? What do you say? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And it's a great question. And, you know, personally, I only speak a handful of, a courtesy level of a handful of languages. So the language, uh, nine times out of 10, uh, I won't be really well versed in the language. And so then that means that we're on a nonverbal level. So the way you approach someone, their, the body language, um, they all have, someone will make a decision on, based on, on uh, uh, things that are other than language, right? And usually happens in an instant. So people are, uh, you know, they're, e they're either trust you uh, and they're gonna allow you into their lives or they don't. And so you only have just a, just a short time to, uh, to, to make an impression. So, um, uh, I do try to speak a courtesy level of, of whatever language of the country that I'm in. That sometimes helps, but uh, most often it's just the it's just the body language. It's uh, showing them respect, you know, with with the what your facial expressions, the way you approach them. Um, it's a lot of it's nonverbal, uh, you know, the energy you project. You know, not to be you know esoteric about it, but but uh, it all uh, it's all in the mix, and um, you know. It's so important, and you only have a second or two once you approach someone to to uh, to make an impression uh, on them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you find, uh, Mark, uh, that most people are open uh, to having the pictures taken, or is it a little bit of half and half? Or do you find uh, a lot of people actually resistant uh, to capturing them on film? Well, this is uh, this is the challenge, but I find that about ninety-five to ninety-seven percent uh, favorable. So uh, that can vary from country to country because some countries have cultural uh, components uh, to photographing. But generally speaking, I would say it's uh, excess of 95 to 97 percent uh, success rate. Uh, so, uh, so, so yes, uh, most people are. You know, again, it's the way you way you approach them. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, generally speaking. Uh, you should have tremendous success, you know, and, and it, it, you know, uh, some of it's, some of it's practice, you know, you certainly, certainly, uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets and you see, you see how people respond to you, uh, with, with your, you know, with your camera and, and what you might be able to do differently. You know, it is them allowing you into their, into their lives, even for a brief moment, just to take their photograph. So, um, you know, it can be a vulnerable, position for people to be in in some some respects especially uh, depending on what you're photographing 
them doing. But is that, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, uh, uh, but I would say generally people are very open depending on the way you approach them. So. Yeah, I found uh, I can definitely, um, you know, concur. concur. Uh, you know, I've uh, been to about 70 countries now, and uh, out of all the places I've gone to, most people are very open. I find in uh, maybe the Middle East or the Muslim countries a little bit more apprehensive uh, about having the pictures taken. Uh, but uh, definitely in South America, people love it. And especially kids. Kids absolutely love it. Uh, they like posing. Yeah. And as soon as you take out sure. your camera, they actually jump in front of the shot and purposely try to get uh, photobomb your, your picture. Right, right. Well, I found, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I mentioned before, I, I really have a, a, a vested interest in trying to gain some authenticity with the photographs, especially the photographs of people. So in all honesty, uh, my most successful countries, the most successful images that I've taken of people don't really have to, do, they're, they're, they're in between uh, the, the, like you mentioned that some Muslim countries that are, uh, that are a little le less open, uh, but they're, they're not, uh, they're, they're not the really, uh, uh, excited and over, over excited to be in the photograph and they're not opposed to it either. I, you know, I like to sort of capture a natural, real approach and that's, uh, almost ambivalence in a way. Uh, sometimes there's a nice genuine uh, portrait that can be made with uh, direct interaction. But I also like to be able to capture something that's uh, kind of a real moment that, that gives people insight into the culture or the people that, uh, that I'm photographing, if that makes sense. So, so the, the, the best case scenario is something in the middle. So, Mark, uh, you know, one of the big dreams of people is to actually uh, travel the world and uh, tr uh, do travel writing, travel photography. And you've actually achieved that. You're living the dream, so to speak. Tell us about some of the ways that you're able to uh, generate revenue through your travel photography and, uh, you know, your website, etc. Sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, uh, it's certainly changed over the years. And, uh, you know, I... I uh, you know, my method may not be the same as other people's methods. Uh, primarily, uh, magazines have been uh, the what I've done uh, for most of my career. So, I'm working for travel magazines. Um, I uh, have, have yet to. Uh, maybe people have suggestions on that, but I have yet to to uh, to generate a lot of income through the website. Uh, although there's probably things that I could do. I had a an art gallery up until about a year ago, uh, so I also sold to the public, um, and uh, and also uh, sometimes you know fairly often people will uh, uh, see a photograph in a magazine and they'll contact me later and and say would you you know would you be willing to sell one of your images and I say that I would be happy to honor to sell you one of my photographs and so the so sales are generated in uh, in that way um, sales uh, were generated through the gallery that uh, not anymore and sales are generated sometimes uh, when people see photographs and then contact me directly uh, about uh, purchasing the photographs um, the travel has changed a lot over the years the the magazines uh, frankly uh, don't uh, uh, don't pay as much as they used to. Uh, so uh, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm well established. So that's that's a plus, uh, and it makes it a little bit easier. But but uh, rates have come down. They used to pay for all your travel expenses, and now uh, that's a bit of a hodgepodge. With people have a vested interest in having the story 
published, and you you know about this too, I'm sure. Uh, so it's it's a changed model uh, than it has been. So uh, you know we're constantly finding ways to reinvent ourselves. But you know the bottom line is you do what you love to do, and you find a way to to make it worthwhile, and you know to to uh, feed your family if you've got one and keep the lights on, right? So, so. <laughs> you definitely have to figure out a way to make it work. And uh, you know, if you do it uh, with your passion, doing what you love, it's even better. Uh, so Mark, I'm curious to know about the uh, selling the photography. Uh, you know, a lot of people take pictures and they don't know how to price a, a photo. I mean, what's it worth? And I, I guess it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it. So uh, when someone approaches you to uh, buy a, a picture that they like, how do you actually set a price point to that photo? Yeah, you know, I generally, uh, um, uh, uh, it, it, there's a little bit, I mean, if it's a black and white image that I've hand printed, it's a little bit more. Uh, if it's a color image um, that's uh, maybe not one of the icon images, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty much uh, standard. Um, I generally, uh, uh, I think the last picture I sold uh, this week uh, was, uh, you know, I charged uh, $500 for the print itself, uh, and I mailed it, you know. But uh, there is some variance, uh, how, what to charge. I suppose what to charge, uh, some some images I, I don't have out in the royalty-free. Um, you know, we could get into the whole stock component of it, which has also changed quite a bit. Uh, but... Uh, uh, there are images that aren't in royalty freeze and, and I purposely kept them out of that uh, that avenue of, of, of sales, uh, which is, you know, evolved over the last 20 years. But, um, you know, and the difference with royalty free is that if they buy, uh, if a company or, or a magazine or anybody buys an image, they can use it as many times as they want uh, with just one usage fee. So I tr generally avoid that for images that are important, uh, and uh, they, you know, uh, and but there are images that, you know, that are a, a bit more standard, and I might and I had been willing to to do that, but not on the iconic iconic images. I keep those uh, um, a little uh, a little tighter, and then I I do uh, you know for the gallery, you know, I number those images so they're limited edition. Uh, images and um, um, yeah, it's 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 you know it's a combination of things that uh, that keep uh, keep the bills paid. So, in addition to your amazing photography, which I had a chance to look at, you actually have some amazing artwork. And uh, for those of you listening, make sure you watch the video version to check out some of Mark's fabulous uh, um, artwork behind him. So, maybe walk us through some of those images and uh, what how are you actually producing the artwork. Oh yeah, do you want me to uh, just kind of uh, what's in the background? Are you, I mean, a yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, give us yeah. a summary of the art. Oh yeah, uh, well the uh, image, uh, you know, the image behind me with the with the little girl uh, was shot in a, a village in uh, northern Thailand. Uh, she's part of a Hmong. She's uh, a Hmong girl. She's probably about four years old and. Um, I was uh, within about 10 inches of her face. Uh, you know, I got really close and she was quite curious. So I could probably uh, move the move the laptop around and, you know, I don't know how steady the camera work's gonna be, but we'll see. So that's the image I'm talking about there. Um, 
the image uh, behind me is uh, an image that National Geographic's used quite a bit. Um, a woman, uh, this woman in the Ganges, I think it's still, uh, so I try to give you a sense of place uh, with, uh, with my photographs. Um, and then I'll go through, I, um, this image is uh, His uh, Holiness the Dalai Lama. I had the, he uh, blessed me and I walked through a crowd, uh, blessed me and I traveled with him for, for uh, about 24 hours and it was a beautiful experience. One of the many beautiful experiences this uh, career uh, has, uh, has, has given me. So um, this is another uh, image of the Akka tribe. I'm not sure if you can see these, if I'm angling these okay, but, um, and uh, that's a, an 85-year-old woman uh, smoking opium, as they do uh, in that part of the world. Um, um, and, um, you know, various, this was uh, Cambodia from a, Cambodia. Uh, and, uh, oh, from, black and white there may be some reflections on that sorry about that um, and then maybe some more general travel this is uh, this is an image from Fiji well, there's a quite a bit of reflection on that isn't there let's see here uh, I don't know if you saw that or not but uh, there's one in New Zealand uh, that's uh, that was part of the photographer of the year portfolio uh, from from last well 2016 uh, no that's not the one so where is the New Zealand image here oh it's probably behind oh it's probably it's way back there I'm not sure if this will how visible this will be but there's a woman on a horseback can you see that uh, let's see yeah Yeah, I'm. I'm usually not maneuvering. Uh, <laughs> maneuvering my laptop around to see that. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, then maybe sure. gives you a little bit of a sense. This is uh, this is another one from India. Uh, that one's been on seventeen magazine covers and two book covers, so it's um, uh, been utilized quite a bit. So it gives you a little bit of a a uh, little sense. Oh, here's a a Children of the World calendar that I that I did. Uh, so I also do calendars as well. Um, so um, calendars, books, magazines. Amazing, amazing. So. Yeah, thank you for showing us uh, all the different uh, photographs you've taken from around the world. Definitely very inspiring. I'm curious to know about the photo books. Um, so when you are producing a photo book, how do you actually market it and how do you produce it? Uh, do you use a different, uh, some different software or different websites? Tell us about the photo book process because I think that's a great way to actually generate income as well as a photographer. Yeah, yeah, most of those have been, uh, so I haven't done any of the marketing myself. The, the other publishers have uh, published the book, so they've done the marketing. And then um, in most cases, I'm, I'm actually just getting a one-time fee for the book. So that's the Myanmar book, was a portrait of Myanmar. Um, some of the other books I just get paid for the usage rights for the for the uh, images themselves so uh, uh, I haven't had experience doing the marketing uh, doing my own book but I, I 
I probably will be in the future, you know, uh, doing a, a book where I'm doing the marketing. Uh, so, um, uh, looking forward to that, but I'm sure it'll be a learning curve because it's, uh, it's a little bit out of my art purview. <laughs> I see your son there. So, uh, um, so yeah, you travel with your son, huh? That's great. That's why. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, one of my passions is definitely to inspire families to travel more. Uh, if you're listening to yeah. this, make sure you watch the version, you'll see a little guest appearance from my son who loves, uh, you know, doing these little faces <laughs> and I guess, and uh, my daughter loves doing uh, some questions. Do you have any questions? No, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Images, and on your website, you obviously have photography, and you have a lot of uh, galleries on there, blogs, prints, etc. Uh, how did you come up with the name Lucid Images? It's not a super common word. Uh, tell us about the uh, etymology. How did you come up with the name, and tell us about the site? Sure, sure. Sure, happy to. Yeah, you know, I think uh, uh, Lucid and sort of the, the idea that the images are, are, uh, are, uh, with a clear vision and non-manipulated, so th this is uh, really the the uh, uh, the main thought process. Hey, buddy, uh, with with uh, with the name, you know. So um, you know, I may not be lucid all the time uh, in my own personal thought process, but the pictures should be lucid uh, in the sense that there's uh, they're not they're not manipulated. They're you know what you see is what you get. It's a clear vision. Uh, and there's authenticity there. So, I, you know, I do have issues with uh, uh, manipulation of images. Um, you know, I think that we have a responsibility to the viewer uh, to, to show what's there. If it's an advertising, we would expect that. But if, uh, if you're showing a place, a location, it has to do with an editorial context, I think you're really obligated to be as authentic as possible. So in other words, if there's if there's 10 zebras in your picture here in Africa, you can't add 10 more zebras and throw an elephant in there too. It's just not going to work, if that makes sense. I mean, it's not going to, I have a strong opinion about that. And so, uh, you know, the idea with lucid images is that uh, there's, a, there's a clear process involved and, and there's a clarity. There's a clarity in those images, if that makes, if that makes sense. So basically, uh, yeah, you want to have it as authentic, real, and uh, you know, um, you know, as uh, you know, as as clear as it is in terms of what you see and what the viewer sees in the actual picture. So, does that mean you actually do very little editing, if if any at all, in terms of editing? Yeah, most of uh, most of what I do uh, is uh, is in the camera. Uh, so, post production uh, is a very small part. Uh, of what I do. I mean, most of the time, you know, the frame, everything happens in the camera initially, as opposed to, you know, different venues having that as the, the white canvas. That's, that's most of what I do is, is in the camera. So, so yeah, post-production is minimal. Uh, you know, I, I don't alter, I don't take things out. I don't put things in. Um, you know, it's, it's as, as it was when I started, you know, it doesn't, it hasn't changed. If it's what I do in the dark room, then it's what, you know, and then I do that on digitally now. So, um, so yeah, you know, it goes, kind of goes along with, uh, with the vision, um, and, uh, you know, the authenticity that, that I, you know, uh, feel is really important. So, 
Awesome. So, Mark, uh, if people want to connect with you, check out your amazing photography, uh, maybe uh, grab some uh, prints or some photo books, um, et cetera, uh, maybe get some advice on taking better pictures themselves. Uh, what's your website? What's your social media? How can people reach out with, uh, to you and connect with you? Sure, sure. Uh, well, Lucid Images Gallery is uh, is the website. Uh, and anybody can shoot me an email. It's uh, lucidimages at earthlink.net. Uh, uh, as well, and uh, I am on Facebook, uh, Instagram uh, as well. The Instagram is uh, we're, we're revamping the Instagram at the moment, uh, but uh, lucidimagesgallery.com for sure, um, and uh, um, and lucidimages at earthlink.net. That's my uh, personal email. I, I think from the website you can also. Um, I also have the lucid lucidimagesgallery.com is probably the best way to reach out. Um, so uh, we're working on that, or Facebook. <laughs> awesome, and I'll actually have the links below. So if you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. Uh, so Mark, uh, thanks again for uh, the interview. Thanks for your insights into taking better pictures and uh, you know, uh, you know, taking pictures of locals and about how you make money as a photographer and much more. Thanks for your time today. Well, Ricky, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much. Uh, much success to you, and have a have a great, wonderful trip. Uh, rest of your trip to in Ecuador with the kiddos. Yeah, looking forward to exploring. Uh, today's a little bit for a rest day because I have a little bit of altitude sickness. Uh, I think oh yeah, yeah. I think Quito is about almost like three thousand meters above sea level or something. So I'm feeling a little bit hazy, uh, a little bit dizzy. So I'm just gonna rest a little bit, and then I got a, we got about a couple of two or three weeks here in Ecuador to really enjoy this Drink, amazing uh, country. Drink lots of coca tea. Lots of coca tea will uh, will help will help that. But but yeah, yeah. Usually a couple of days you should be all right. Yeah, the same thing happened to me in Bogota, Colombia, and I had some coca tea actually on my first day there, and I felt better after a couple of days, and it was just uh, feeling like normal again. So I think it's. Uh, just a normal transition of life as a traveler. You get in a place at high altitude, you feel some sickness, rest a little bit, which is good and healthy, and then you recover, boom, you go do some sightseeing, and then you repeat the cycle indefinitely. Yeah, wonder wonderful. Well, Ricky, thanks so much. Uh, look forward to staying in touch with you and uh, and your travels as well, and much success and and on the program. Sounds good, sounds good. And uh, thanks everyone, uh, thanks everyone for tuning into this episode and it's obviously a great way to actually see the world as a professional travel this is mark has demonstrated with his lucid images uh so images i'll have the links below and we'll catch up with you soon thanks everyone uh for tuning into this episode of digital nomad mastery the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world